Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today you are going to discover the circle of fifths. And you're going to learn how to think about and use the circle of fifths when practicing. And you are going to play 10 harmonic circle of fifths exercises. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you are going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the circle of fifths to be very beneficial. If you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, if you are a first-time Jazz Piano Skills podcast listener, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, services that are available for you to utilize to help you develop into an accomplished jazz pianist. For example, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I produce and I develop and publish for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable tools that you're going to want to use to study and to practice with. So uh, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you also have access to the sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses that use uh, a self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys, play-alongs, and much, much more. Also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclass, which in essence is an online lesson with me every single week. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and just general jazz piano forums as well. And last but certainly not least, you have access, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about all the educational opportunities and how to easily activate your membership. If you have any questions at all, please reach out, let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, so let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play the circle of fifths. So why is the circle of fifths so misunderstood? In fact, I would argue that it may be, it may be the most misunderstood concept in all of music, especially in the, in the jazz area. Maybe second to voicings, but it's 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 a tough. It's a I, I would be, I would be challenged to pick one over the other, but it, but it's up there, right? One or two. So why? Why so much confusion about the circle of fifths? Well, here's my answer to that question. The circle of fifths is so misunderstood because it's so poorly taught. Right? So to prove my point, 
to prove my point, just do a circle of fifths Google search and then look at all the different images of the circle of fifths. <laughs> Enough said. Just a casual glance at all of the various images will give you a headache and leave you scratching your head wondering, what the heck? I mean, some of the circle of fifths diagrams look like hieroglyphics. Others look like some kind of astrology diagram, while others have arrows pointing me in both directions, to one side and to the other side of the circle, and on and on and on. So no wonder there is so much confusion when it comes to the circle of fifths. So my goal here today is pretty simple. It is to clear up any misunderstandings and misconceptions that you may have about the circle of fifths. And in doing so, help you begin using it as a practice tool that will help you gain a command of essential skills and ultimately expedite your musical development. So I want to, I want to begin by explaining what the circle of fifths is not. Okay, the circle of fifths is not, number one, it is not a cute way to organize and diagram musical keys, right? You see it all the time. Key of C, no sharps, no flats. If you go to the left, key of F, one flat. And check this out. If you go to the right, key of G, one sharp. Isn't that, that's cute, right? Go, go two steps to the left, you get the key of B flat that has two flats and go Two steps to the to the right, and you get the, the key of D, two sharps. It's very cute, but that's not what the circle of fifths is. Number two, the circle of fifths is not a way to conveniently pair major and minor keys together. You see that all the time in the images as well. Just another layer of confusion. Number three, it, the circle of fifths is not the circle of fours. Right? You see this diagram. When moving to the left, it's the circle of fifths. When moving, no, wait, the way they diagram it actually is the other way. Moving to the right is the circle of fifths, which is completely wrong. And moving to the left, the circle of fourths. Right? Very confusing. And number four, it's, it is not some kind of musical code to unlock, to magically unlock and reveal all the secrets hidden within music, which is exactly what some of the Google diagrams inadvertently, at least I hope inadvertently, lead you to believe. Now, don't get me wrong. The circle of fists can be a convenient and organized way for you to get a handle on key signatures. It, it can. It can also help you establish the association between major and minor keys, no doubt. But that is not the purpose of the circle of fifths. And in fact, if that is how you use the circle of fifths, or that is what you have thought as being, you've thought that was the main purpose of the circle of fifths, then you have truly missed the forest for the trees. Truly. So what is the point, the purpose of the circle of fifths? Well, here it is. The circle of fifths illustrates harmonic motion, common harmonic motion found in music. 
the magnetic pull that exists from one core to the next, especially the five-to-one dominant-to-tonic relationship. And in order to begin understanding this, to begin seeing this, to begin feeling this, to begin hearing this motion, you have to travel counterclockwise around the circle. Initially, it is important that you think of every letter on the circle of fifths. Initially, I think it's important that you think of every letter on the circle of fifths as representing the dominant chord, the five chord. So C is the fifth of F. C dominant resolves to F major, five to one. F dominant resolves to B flat major, again, five to one. B flat dominant resolves to E flat major, five to one, and so on around the entire circle. It is this five-to-one relationship that gives the circle its name, the circle of fifths, the fifth resolving to the one. It probably should have been called the circle of five-one relationships. In fact, if it had been called the circle of five-one relationships, there would probably be a lot less confusion as to what the heck is the purpose of the circle. But the circle actually goes much, much deeper than just 5-1 relationships. I want to take a second and walk you through some more relationships that you need to see within the circle. Now, hopefully you have a circle of fifths in front of you, or hopefully you know it well enough to envision it in your head. So take a look at the letter D. On the circle. Now we've established that the fact that if the D represents a dominant chord, D dominant, it's going to resolve to the next letter on the circle, moving counterclockwise, the letter G, which would represent the 5 1 relationship that we just discussed. But what if we make the letter D a minor chord and treat it as a two chord, D minor? Now, the two chord wants to progress to the five chord, which would be G7, G dominant. What's the next letter on the circle moving counterclockwise from D? Yep, G. And what a coincidence, right? What a coincidence. And the G7, the G dominant, as we know, wants to progress to what chord? The one chord, which would be C major. And what's the next letter moving counterclockwise in the circle? Wow. Another coincidence. It's the note C. We now have a 2-5-1 progression. D to G to C. And I know that if, if you've been poking around in jazz for a while, I know that you are, are already quite aware of the importance of the 2-5-1 progression. But wait, <laughs> as the old saying goes, but wait, there's more. After the 2-5-1 progression, the most common progression in jazz 
is the 6251 progression. 6 going to 2, going to 5, going to 1. Check out the letter A on the circle. Let's treat that letter A as the 6 chord in the key of C, which it is. Now, unfold the rest of the progression moving counterclockwise on the circle. Amazing, right? A to D, D to G, G to C. 6, 2, 5, 1. There it is, right there in the circle of fifths. Now, what's the next most important progression in jazz? It's the 3, 6, 2, 5. Right? 3, 6, 2, 5, 1. Now, check out the letter E on the circle, and let's treat the letter E as the 3 chord in the key of C, which, of course, it is. And once again, let's unfold the progression using the circle. E to A, A to D, D to G, G to C. Check out what we have. 3, 6, 2, 5, 1. Amazing. I think you're starting to see how powerful the circle is when it comes to illuminating the harmonic motion that exists within music. Now, I want you to go to the bottom of the circle. Let's just jump to the bottom of the circle and look at the note F sharp. So what if we make this our starting point and move counterclockwise up to the note C? We end up with F sharp to B, B to E, E to A, A to D, D to G, G to C. Or sharp 4 to 7, 7 to 3, to 6, to 2, to 5, to 1. An entire progression of fifths moving counterclockwise and outlining what could easily, what could easily be explained as the seven notes of the C Lydian mode, which, by the way, is the major sound of choice amongst many jazz musicians, including myself, right? F sharp to B to E to A, D to G to C. Wow. It's the entire scale, the entire mold, mode unfolding before our very eyes within the circle of fifths. See? See how amazing the circle is when you move counterclockwise? and see it as it is intended to be seen, a diagram depicting the harmonic motion of fifths found within the 12 keys of music. Now, I'm using the key of C as an example today, but, but we can start anywhere on the circle and create a sharp 4, 7, 3, 6, 2, 5, 1 progression. How cool is that? So the Educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, I am going to present 10 harmonic exercises using the sharp 4, 7, 3, 6, 2, 5, 1 motion found in the circle of fifths. Number two, each of the 10 harmonic exercises will focus on two five relationships in the key of C major. In other words, minor to dominant, right? 
right? Sharp four minor to seven dominant, three minor to six dominant, two minor to five dominant, and then finally resolving to the one major chord. All of which, all of which are very common progressions found in jazz, found in the literature that you listen to in the literature that you play. And number three, each exercise will focus on various types of harmony or voicings. Traditional block voicings, traditional three-note shells, contemporary three-note shells, and contemporary two-handed five-note shapes. In other words, we're going to use the circle of fifths to practice those voicings using the common progressions found within a key within the circle of fifths. Wow. And finally, I will be playing all demonstrations today, all exercises, using a pretty comfy tempo of 120. And you know, I give this little talk every week as well. Always begin at slower tempos when beginning to study and to practice any new jazz piano skill, right? Start slow, 70, 80, 90, and work your way up. If you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button, and download, access, download, and, and print the illustrations and the lead sheets for this podcast episode. You have access to all of the podcast packets, and you should, I remind you every week, you should be using them, using them when you're listening to this podcast lesson. And, of course, you should be using them when, when practicing. And if you're listening to the podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, on and on and on, then be sure to go to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. Go directly to that site, jazzpianoskillspodcast.com, to access and download the podcast packets. You will find the download links, the active links, in the show notes. Okay? And one final but extremely important note, if you are thinking that the circle of fifths that we are about to discover, learn, and play is in some ways, or if you think it is in all the way over your head, then I would say to you, chill, relax. It's okay. It's no big deal. Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode, this lesson. Because the fact is, all skills are overheads when first introduced. And that is precisely why the first step we always need to take when we step out to grow musically is we need to just listen, right? All musical growth begins upstairs mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So listen, just sit back and listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as always, will come in time. Okay, so we're going to use the circle of fifths, right, to work on our voicings, right? We're going to work on our voicings, and we're going to use the circle of fifths to do so. And we're going to use our sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one progression movement that we find moving counterclockwise within the circle. So to begin, we're going to start with attacking our four-note traditional block voicings, right? That include the root, third, five, the fifth, and the seventh of each sound. 
And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to treat every um, uh, every voicing, every every prog- the progression within the circle, the sharp four going the sharp four going to the seven is a minor five relationship. The three going to the six is a minor five relationship. The two going to the five, a minor five relationship, that then finally resolves to the one chord, to the major. And this type of movement exists within the standards, within the the, the literature that you listen to and, and that you play. So for example, if we start off, we're in the key of C, we're going to start off with sharp four, which is the F sharp minor, going to the B, the seven, dominant, then E minor, the three, going to six, A dominant, going to two, D minor, going to five, G dominant, resolving to one. Okay. And we're starting, intentionally starting the the sharp four, the two of each one of these pairings in root position. So F sharp minor is in root position. We're going to our B dominant in second inversion. E minor, root position. A dominant, second inversion. D minor, root position. G dominant, second inversion. C major, root position. So in time, it sounds like this. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, hey, I've heard that. I hear that. I hear that in the songs I listen to, in the songs I play. And you are absolutely correct. So I want to bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play through this progression, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one, using my minor dominant relationships, pairings. And I'm going to play it first in the left hand a couple times, then I'm going to play it in the right hand a couple times, then I'm going to play it in hands together a couple times. Let's listen to it, then we'll talk about it. Here we go. right? Now I'm going to tell you why these four note traditional block voicings are so important to get under your fingers. It's, I tell students all the time, it's really prepping you for improvisation more than anything else. These voicings are nice and I use them, but I, I actually use the traditional three note shells and contemporary shells. Um, I use them more frequently than I do these voicings. But really, these are these set you up. These shapes, these these uh, root position and inverted shapes, set you up for I- uh, improvisational development. So they're important, not only harmonically but melodically, is the point that I'm trying to make. So now, if we start our F sharp minor in first inversion instead of root position, right? So we start our F sharp minor in first in- inversion. Then when we go to B dominant the seven, 
that's going to be in third inversion. Okay, and then that's going to be the formula all the way down. Then our E minor is in first inversion, A dominant, third inversion, D minor, first inversion, G dominant, third inversion, finally to the C major in root, um, I'm sorry, in first inversion. Okay, so same, uh, same progression, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one, right? Same minor dominant. Two five relationships, except this time we're starting the whole sequence, the entire sequence, starting it with first inversion minor with our sharp four F sharp minor. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to it again. I'm going to play it a couple times in the left hand, play the progression a couple times in the right hand, and then hands together. Here we go. Let's check it out. Very nice. And by the way, if you need to brush up on these uh, four-note shapes and their inversions, uh, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to the courses. And in the first several courses, deal with all these um, traditional four-note block voicings and their inversions. And there's also previous podcast episodes that you can look in uh, online, look at the various episodes, and they are discussed uh, and presented there as well. So that's the case with all of the voicings today, not with just these root position blocks. I mean, I'm sorry, with the traditional four-note blocks, but it's also the case with the traditional three-note shells and the traditional and the contemporary three-note shells. You'll, you'll find courses and various podcast episodes that deal specifically with these shapes and these sounds. Okay, so now we're going to, again, stick with the same progression, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. And we're going to stay in the key of C, and we're going to start with our sharp four, our F sharp minor, but this time we're going to start it in second inversion. So our F sharp minor is going to be in second inversion. And then we're going to go to, that's going to go to our seven dominant in root position. And then E minor, second inversion, A dominant root position, D minor, second inversion, G dominant root position, and then C major, second inversion. See how it just rocks back and forth between those shapes? So again, we're just getting familiar with the data, looking at it from various perspectives when, we're do, when we invert these shapes. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Going to approach it the exact same way. I'm going to play, play the progression. The minor five relationships, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. 
in the left hand first a couple times, then the right hand a couple times, then hands together. So here we go. Let's check it out. variation to explore with these traditional four note block voicings. We're going to start our F sharp minor now in third inversion. So it's going to sound like this. Going to our B dominant seven, our seven in first inversion, E minor, third inversion, A7, first inversion, D minor, third inversion, G dominant, first inversion, and then our C major finally resolving to the one in third inversion. So same progression, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one, lifted right from our circle of fifths, moving counterclockwise, playing minor dominant relationships all the way through the sound in the key of C major. Sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. So again, bringing the ensemble back in, going to play this variation in the left hand a couple times, then in the right hand a couple times, and then hands together. So let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. Very nice. That wraps up our looking at the traditional four-note block voicings using the circle of fifths, the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one progression found within the circle of fifths to help us practice our four-note block voicings and their various inverted shapes. That's just good practice. Not just from a harmonic perspective, but as I mentioned earlier, setting you up and prepping you for the shapes that you need to have a command of to develop into an improviser as well. So now let's move on to our traditional three-note shells. Keeping the same progression, key of C, 
sharp four seven three six two five one. But now we're going to use our traditional shells where we're going to use our three seven nine and seven three nine. I'm three seven nine and seven three five shapes. So for F sharp minor, three seven nine going to be dominant. Our seven seven three five E minor three seven nine. A dominant, 7-3-5, D minor, 3-7-9, G dominant, 7-3-5, resolving the C major, 3-7-9. Beautiful, right? So if you notice in the circle motion, circle motion, 3-7-9-7-3-5 voicings alternate. They're alternating back and forth. So I'm moving from 3-7-9 to 7-3-5 to 379 to 735 and so on. So that progression again is going to sound like this. Really nice. So now let's place it in into a musical context. Let's bring the ensemble back in and you're going to be hearing me play these voicings in my left hand, these shells. And you're going to hear me play through it several times. Keep it pretty straight at first and then Add some rhythmic variation as I get comfortable with the shape and get comfortable with the motion through the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. So here we go. Let's check it out. sounds, those shells, these 379 and 735 shells need to be in your arsenal. <laughs> you need to have these shapes in your arsenal when playing jazz piano. So now we're just going to reverse it, right? We started with 379 going to 735, alternating back and forth. But, but now we're actually going to start with the 735, which will then go to 379. So now our F sharp minor is going to be a 7-3-5 voicing going to our B7 or our 7th chord. And that's going to be 3-7-9 and so forth through the entire progression. So same shells, the exact same three-note shells that I just played, except now in instead of starting the progression, the movement, the motion through the entire uh, progression in the key of C, instead of starting with the 3-7-9 shape, I'm going to start with the 7-3-5 shape, okay? So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's uh, take another listen, see how these, uh, these three-note traditional shells sound when using circle motion and alternating from 7-3-5 to 3-7-9. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. Thank you. 
Very, very nice. Love it. Uh, again, these shells, these traditional three-note shells, as Jazz Piano Skills members, there are entire courses devoted to these shapes in the uh, Jazz Piano Skills curriculum. So spend time in those courses if you really need to um, brush these shapes off or um, get introduced to them thoroughly for the first time. And uh, there are also podcast episodes uh, with the, with, that, are, that are devoted to these shapes as well. Okay, so now let's continue on and let's move on to our contemporary three-note shells. The, the difference here, the three-note shells that we just finished up with always had a third, an interval of a third contained within the shape. These voicings, the contemporary three-note shells, are built primarily on the interval of a fourth. So, for instance, our F-sharp minor, starting on the root, would be voiced as an F-sharp, B, and an E. All fours, right? And then from there, we're going... So that's root position, F-sharp minor, root position. Then we're going to go to, a, to the B dominant, starting with the seventh in our little finger. But again, A to D sharp, to G sharp. Again, all fours. So it sounds like this, F sharp minor, to B seven, nice. E minor, to A seven, to D minor, to G seven, C major, right? Different sound, especially if you're not used to hearing fours. But we're going to use this circle of fifths as a way to practice these shapes, as a way to practice this common motion going from sharp four to seven to three to six to two to five to one. And I'm going to play the minor, the minor voicing off, starting with the root on the bottom, the dominant voicing starting with the seventh on the bottom, both built using fourths, and then finally resolving to C major at the end with the third on the bottom Again, built using all fours. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. What a sound, right? It's very common. Contemporary jazz pianists, these are the types of voicings that you're hearing all the time. In fact, you're, you're hearing a combination of all these voicings that we're doing today, right? But you're getting a heavy dose of these shapes built using force. So now we're going to do the same thing. We're going to continue to work through our circle of fifths, sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. We're going to continue to use our contemporary three-note shells, but now we're going to start our minor chord on the fifth. 
of the sound, right? So for our F sharp minor, it's going to be, we're going to start on C sharp, F sharp, and B, right? Then when we go to our B dominant, we're going to actually go to the third of the B dominant. So our B dominant will be D sharp, G sharp, C sharp. Okay, so again, F sharp minor to B, B dominant. And then we're going to work our way down. E minor off the fifth, A dominant off the third, D minor off the fifth, G dominant off the third, and then finally C major off the seventh. Wow. Okay. So let's bring our ensemble back in. Let's check this out and see what we think. Here we go. What a great sound. So just to do a real quick recap with these chordal voicings, for the minor sounds, we're starting the primary shapes are starting the minor either on the root of the minor sound or on the fifth of the minor sound. On the dominant chord, on the third or the seventh of the sound. And then likewise on the major, either the third or the seventh of the sound. And those are alternating back and forth as we move through the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one progression, right? Just as with our traditional shells, three, seven, nine to seven, three, five alternated, same thing here, right? The minor root going to the, to the uh, dominant on the seventh is going to alternate those, those, those voicings or the minor on the fifth alternating with the dominant on the third. All right. Again, there are courses within the Jazz Piano Skills curriculum that will help walk you through all of this. I'm illustrating today how we can practice these shapes using the circle of fifths and using the proper understanding of the circle of fifths in order to practice harmonic shapes, voicings, and harmonic movement at the same time. Smart practice, indeed. So now we move on to our two-handed shapes, okay? Two-handed voicings that are split between the left hand and the right hand. So our F-sharp minor, again, starting on the root, going to our B dominant, going to our E minor, going to our A's dominant, going to our D minor, going to our G dominant, going to C major. Again, sharp four, seven, three, six, Wonderful sound. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out these two-handed voicings in a musical context using the circle of fifths 
and R sharp four seven three six two five one progression. Very cool. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. I want to clarify one thing, however, the uh, with that with those voicings, I was playing my F sharp minor, starting with the root on the bottom, going to be dominant my dominant shapes with the seventh on the bottom. So every minor had the root on the bottom, every dominant had the seventh on the bottom, root on the bottom, seventh on the bottom, and then the major with the third on the bottom. Now we're going to just use another sequence where we're going to start with our F sharp minor with the fifth on the bottom. So that's C sharp on the bottom. Go into our B7 with the third on the bottom. So it's going to alternate like that all the way through the progression. E minor with the fifth on the bottom. A seventh with the third on the bottom. D minor with the fifth on the bottom. G dominant with the third on the bottom. And then C major with the seventh on the bottom. So it sounds like this. <laughs> Let me try that one more time. There we go. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop these voicings, these alternating voicings, using the circle of fifths, the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one progression. Let's hear these shapes in musical context and see what we think. Here we go. How very cool. We have used the circle of fifths today with our understanding of the circle of fifths that it is there to illuminate for us common harmonic motion that exists within music, within especially within the jazz literature that we play. This 5-1-2-5-1 relationship, this circle motion. Why is that so important? Because there's only really 
three types of harmonic movement that exist in music. Circle motion, chromatic motion, and diatonic motion. By far, by far, circle motion is the most important and found um, most frequently throughout all the literature that you're going to play. So the circle of fifths illuminates this very important motion. So we took the circle of fifths today and we unveiled within the circle, moving counterclockwise, we unveiled the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one movement. And we yanked it out of that circle for the key of C. And then we use that understanding of that motion to practice what? Practice voicings. So we practice traditional uh, four-note uh, block voicings so that we can practice our inverted shapes. We practice traditional three-note shells so we can get our 379 and 735 uh, voicings under our fingers. And then we practiced our contemporary three-note shells so we can get that chordal sound under our fingers and in our ears. And then we practiced our two-handed voicings, our five-note shapes, two in the left, three in the right. So we took our our voicings, applied them to the circle of fifths and to the common motion, the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one motion that the circle illuminates for us that is also found within all the literature that we play. So there's a lot of really effective and efficient practicing going on when you understand the circle of fifths and you utilize it as a practice tool. Now, we could have done melodic exercises today with that same progression. We could also do rhythmic exercises with that motion as well. So today I was just illustrating using harmonic um, skills to practice with my circle of fifths. And even with just limiting ourselves to looking at harmonic studies today, using the circle of fifths never fails, right? We unpacked a ton of information. And uh, today, certainly, we do it every week, right? And today, certainly no exception. I want to encourage you as a Jazz Panel Skills member to, to um, check out the download and utilize the podcast packets, the illustrations. I have the Circle of Fifths uh, illustrations in there, and then what I call the Diatonic Circle of Fifths, which, which, in essence, what we were doing today, the sharp four, seven, three, six, two, five, one. I call those diatonic because staying, we're staying within a key, within a specific key. And today we stayed within the key of C. So the illustrations have these paper practice templates for you to study and for you to utilize um, when practicing uh, the circle of fifths. Okay, so make sure that you use them. The play-alongs, uh, I have in all 12 keys that you can access. The progression, the diatonic circles that, that we use today is laid out for you in all 12 keys, right? Most importantly, I remind you every week, be patient. Developing jazz piano skills, whether they're harmonic skills, melodic skills, or rhythmic skills, regardless of the skill, right? It, it takes time. It takes time. So be patient. You'll see that if you practice the skills as I modeled for you today, you will indeed, you will indeed begin to see and hear and feel your progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring the circle of fifths 
to be very insightful. And of course, I hope you find it to be very beneficial. And don't forget, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring the circle of fifths in greater detail, and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs for this podcast lesson, for all the podcast episodes. And be sure to use the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. And likewise, be sure that you are an active participant in the Jazz Panel Skills community. Get out there, get involved, contribute to the various forums, make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. You can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. Or by email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or by SpeakPipe found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy studying and playing the Circle of Fifths. Enjoy the journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play Jazz Piano.